Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hi, it's Alex. I'm here with Dominic, and uh, Dominic is a member of the Daily Business Hustle Mastermind. And the reason we're here today is, uh, yeah, what is the reason, Dominic? I made uh, $16,720 last month in revenue. Ooh, that's pretty good. And how much of that is profit approximately? Um, around 70%. Okay, that's good. That's a good profit margin. And the reason I'm excited about this is because you've only started as a freelancer last year. So before you joined the DBH Mastermind, you were a freelancer uh, starting, I think, April last year is when you- Correct, yes. Yeah, and what happened after you quit your job? What did you start doing and what kind of results were you getting? Um, I, I joined Appwork and um, I looked at like the different job postings and I found that there were a lot of website jobs actually. So um, I don't have a website. Um, I have a developer background, but I'm not a website developer. So I started getting into that and applying for jobs on websites. Mm-hmm. And I basically made, made nothing in the first few months, um, working for like $5 an hour or something. Pretty tough. So I guess most freelancers, when they start, especially on places like Upwork, uh, it's, they assume, oh, well, everyone else seems to be making $5 an hour or something like that here. I guess that's normal. I'm just going to start like that. Right? Pretty much, yeah. I was, um, because I felt like it, because I don't have a portfolio and um, it was really hard to actually um, com- communicate that I know what I was doing to clients, um, that I was, yeah, getting getting lower and lower with my price to actually you know, get on some projects. Okay. And then eventually, after several months, you were starting to make something like two to maybe $3,000 a month as a freelancer like that, right? Yeah, I think it took actually um, h- half a year almost to, to get up to something like $15 an hour. Um, and then, yeah, after, after a year, I started making like two to three K per month, but it was still a lot of work. Okay. So... Uh, then three months ago, you joined the Daily Business Hustle Mastermind, and what happened then? Uh, it basically um, it changed my whole changed my whole approach and my mindset completely. Um, I learned sales. I learned how to organize myself. I learned how to speak to clients and set expectations. Um, and I I basically made the switch from being a freelancer to to a business owner. No, not okay. sure. Uh, let me just look at your numbers here. So in your first month of the mastermind, of joining the mastermind, you went from making two to three thousand dollars a month as a freelancer to having your first ten thousand dollar a month, and then you had a little yep. dip. You had a month with six thousand dollars, and then your third month, that was August, that was last month, is sixty thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars, right? Right. Okay. So um, how much of the work uh, are you? forced to do yourself still and how much of the work can you uh, already outsource so <clears throat> on the new projects that um we're actually getting i try to do as less work as as possible and then focus on um actually uh lead generation and and sales um and still also um, project project management um so i try to do no development anymore at all um so less around 10 to 20 percent 
um, is what I what I'm still involved in the projects, but most of it is is handled by the people in my team. Okay, and who are these people? Like, what what do they do exactly? So, be, uh, just to be clear, before you were basically getting a project, and then you sat down, stopped lead generation, and then you worked on a project for two to three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Yourself, and then once the project was done, you went back to getting a client. That was before, right? Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And now you get clients, and that's most of your time is spent on that. And yeah. most of the delivery, uh, you, the vast majority of delivery actually is done by your team, right? Right. Okay. Uh, just making it super clear for people watching <laughs> what's <coughs> happening here. So how, who did you find? Like, who are these people? Like, what do they do for you? Your um, it actually took me um, quite some time to find, find qualified people. Um, so I was, um, I asked the, I asked the designer that I was once working with on a freelance project. Um, if he can help me out to, to design my first uh, project that I got for a client. And, um, so that was my first team member basically. And, um, then I hired uh, two front end developers and now just, just recently a backend developer, uh, who is, um, really good. Um, so I actually, I actually didn't use Upwork anymore to find people. And um, that's where I started out. But then I just asked the people that were already in my team to recommend me somebody, interviewed them, and these people were just amazing. So um, the new backend developer that I just um, just hired, he's doing an amazing job, and he's going to take away so much of the work that I still had to do. Okay, interesting. And what are your plans now? So you've learned now how to close clients on the phone for higher ticket um, amounts, so not $15 an hour. You've learned how to outsource uh, all in your first three months. You've learned how to delegate as well, like not just hire the people, actually get them to do the work and do it well enough up to your standards. So what's, what's next? What, what are you going to do now that, that you had a 16K month and most of the stuff is outsourced? What, what are the next steps? Right. Um, right now, everything is still a little bit messy. And in a lot of different ways. So first of all, the project management is still too messy. Um, what I'm trying right now is I'm talking to my designer to um, kind of have a, um, a look and feel that is um, similar on all our projects that we're working on. Mm -hmm. Because then for my front-end developers, we can agree on having one framework that we work with and standardize our product. So that will reduce our cost, increase my profit margin, and speed up the development. So um, basically what I'm trying to do, we are standardizing our product so that we only use, use one um, framework and increase the similarities to, well, to, yeah. as I said, You're reduce development time. Offer essentially, right? Sorry? You're standardizing the offer so that it's yes. easier for your team to deliver so that you can exactly. spend time on hiring and, and training your team members, right? Exactly. Um, so. So that would be my first step, like very easy standardization to actually get some, um, make, make it easier across projects to, to work on. Because right now what, um, what they are doing, each of them is kind of having their own style of development. And if I, if I have to work together, it makes things a bit messy because then they have to spend a lot of time to um, get to know the other developers code. Um, which is just a waste. So I'm trying to get them to uh, have a 
you know, have more commonality. So that's, that's one step. And the next step would actually be to get somebody to manage the project so that I don't have to do that. Um, to, to take away some, to talk to some clients, basically like an account project manager so that he would talk to some of my clients um, if they have a change that we want to make, so that he talks to the clients and then gets it delivered correctly and communicated correctly to, to my developers. Okay. And what would you say to other freelancers who are still back to where you were uh, three, four months ago? We're doing two to three thousand dollars a month, and maybe they're even wondering, like, why am I even freelancing? I make less money here than in a, in a job, right? So, yeah. what, what would you tell to these people? What would you say to these people? Um, join join DBH um, for for very good reasons. Because when I left my job, um, I left it because I wanted to have um, well more more freedom. I wanted to to it wasn't ex exactly about the money at that time. Um, I just felt like in my job, like I was spinning in a hamster wheel and I wanted more, more freedom and travel. Um, and I couldn't do that in my, in my freelance career because um, I didn't know how to organize my day. I didn't know how to set up client expectations and I really didn't know how to get new clients. Um, because of that, my day was very unstructured. Um, I just lost so much time because clients pushed me around and I didn't know sometimes I had too much work. Sometimes I had no work. Uh, it was very unstable income and I couldn't, even though on, on paper, it seemed like I was having a nice lifestyle. In fact, it was just crappy. Hmm. So what are the main mistakes you were making as a freelancer? Like, and let's not talk about general mistakes, let's talk about how you were approaching business as a whole. Like what are the mindsets that you had as a freelancer on a daily basis before when you were making two to 3000 hours? Um, for example, I got um, invitations on Upwork for projects and clients were sending me like, Hey, I need this website delivered. And they were like giving me requirements on what needs to get done. And then they, they put down, um, you know, some random budget. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. I can't do it for that money. So I was just rejecting the project because I'm like, the budget is too low. Like, don't you, I was basically expecting the client to know that they know how much work it is. And I was rejecting so many projects um, because yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't came to my mind that the client doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. A lot of beginners, so when they get into even stuff like freelancing, they assume that somehow the people who are hiring them know what they're talking about. While even a beginner usually knows more than the people that they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> why is that, by the way? Like, why, why, even a be why does a beginner even know more than, than someone who's been you know, hiring freelancers for a while? Why, why is that the case? Is it because the recruiters are dumb or like what happened there? Um, it, it depends. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what you, what do you mean? Like if he, if he has more expertise on the pro, I mean, he has, um, if you, do you mean the freelancer always has more expertise than the client? Is that what you're, what you're saying? No. Uh, so let me try again. So, so why do you think the people who are, 
So why do you think a lot of freelancers think that the people who are making the posts, who are hiring the freelancer, why do you think a lot of freelancers think that these people are automatically above them or smarter or know what they're talking about? Why, is, why do um, they have this mindset? Probably because from, from the environment that they came from, maybe at first, um, to actually having a boss and being, maybe being, being told what to do too much. Um, and uh, being, being still in that mindset because somebody's just posting something on the internet um, that they, and actually looking for, for somebody to hire that they actually know what, what to do um, or what, what, is, what that involves. Um, in my very first month when I started freelancing, I got, a, I got, two, I got two projects. One project was um, for a coaching company and they paid me $300 to create their website. Mm. And it took me like, um, six months to actually con get paid for that project because they were so unresponsive. Mm. Yeah, it was like they basically they treated me like so badly and like like a slave. Um, I needed the money so badly, and they were asking for more and more features and saying, "Oh yeah, this is the last thing we need. Um, can you can, can you do it?" And um, I basically I basically had to. So. And then I, I did it and they just disappeared for two to three weeks and then they came back with, with more work and I just didn't get paid. And I had another project. It was just um, $75 for creating a new website and um, took me, it took me about two weeks to, com to complete. Mm -hmm. And I sent, I sent the website over to the client and was waiting for, for his approval but that was during the time where the U.S. had this crazy storm. Mm. So um, my client actually didn't have any internet connection for two weeks. So then he came back. Um, he approved the project. And then it also takes, you know, it takes Upwork another like five days to actually, you know, pay out the money. Um, and at that point, I actually had no money at all anymore. My bank account was at zero. Um, and I, couldn't, I could actually not afford food anymore. Like I was, I was basically fasting for four days um, because I was just hoping that my client would come back at some point and I would get paid. Um, but it, yeah, couldn't afford food for four days. And then I was actually asking um, people to lend me some money so that I can, you know, survive. Okay. That, that's, that's a pretty hardcore freelance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, what would you do now? Like looking, this was, how long ago was this, by the way? Um, pretty much, pretty much last year. Like, okay. yes, like twelve months ago. Yeah. So okay. So if this started to happen, not the bro being broke part, but the client treating you that way now, what would you do? So a client, you get a new client, right? Like, oh well, let's just add a bunch of new features. You're gonna work for free on those features, and then you're gonna wait for X amount of months to get paid. What would you do? <laughs> Um, so yeah, saying that doesn't happen anymore. Um, I'm very glad it doesn't happen anymore. So because I'm setting expectations, right? If, if a client would tell me that I would be like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Like, um, more, more work, like it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. Um, and if, if a client usually some, sometimes they try, they, they try and go like, uh, can we also have this? And it is, I'm, I'm confident enough now that I say, you know what, this, this is going to require more money, like straight away. Because once, they, if they have done it once with you and you, you let it 
let them get away with it, even if it's something very small, um, you, you need to build them for it. Otherwise, we will just do it over and over again and um, yeah, frame it, frame it differently. So even if it's something very small and tiny, um, if it's at the beginning of our relationship, I need to make it clear that if it's more work, I need to pay for it. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess this is the main reason why guys who try alone to build a business that they have a very steep learning curve because of issues like this. I also had this and lots of guys have had this who started alone. Uh, and then I guess, yep. of course, you join a mastermind, you join a community of guys who figure this out and they're like, what? No, of course you don't do free. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I don't have to make $3,000 a month. Okay, and then you actually learn some sales skills and project management skills, outsourcing skills, and boom, you have yourself an actual agency instead of being. A, yeah, you know. I was. Um, I wish. I wish I had joined DBH so much earlier because, um, I mean, I was just. I was eating just toast for almost half a year because I could not afford anything else. Like, I was working sixteen-hour days just eating toast and making no money. That's 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 good. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a very good one. I I used to eat uh like canned tuna with with like rice, and yeah. my place was actually just a student dorm, so I couldn't cook it properly. So I bought like a twenty uh dollar little stove, like a student dorm electric, stove, <laughs> like and I was making my tuna and like like canned tuna on it with with like fucking rice and and eating that. That was. Uh, twenty dollar, twenty euros, or twenty dollars per week in food only. By the way, it's the cheapest food you can eat. Probably. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah, I wish. Um, it was a very good life lesson. Um, I'm kind of glad that I had it, but it didn't have. I mean, yeah, I wish I had joined DBH a bit sooner. Um, also, I actually started to to create a couple of businesses before I even left my job. So I tried, you know, to build it as a side hustle. And um, I had like, even I tried dropshipping and had different business ideas and I created like websites. And for half a year, I was just working my, my eight hour job and then, you know, working another like four hours after work trying to create a business and I wasted, I spent around um, $15,000 on ads. And I made, I, made no, I made no money, went no money from it because I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. That dropshipping life. <laughs> There's such better business models out there. It's, it's because, you know, as a, as a software developer, you are so arrogant uh, because you go on the internet and you're like, I have figured it out. I know how to develop a website. Like, why would I need to hire somebody else to do it? And of course, like Facebook is easy, right? I can do Facebook ads, like no problem. I can do Google ads yeah. and you are so arrogant and yeah. Interesting. <laughs> this is all going on the internet. All right, so <laughs> you've suffered. You've suffered enough re recounting your horror stories, Dominic. Uh, I think uh, everyone watching this is very grateful because <laughs> they're like, oh, "Wait a second. <laughs> so I want to avoid that as well. Okay, but anyway, thanks. I'll see you in the mastermind for anyone. Sure. Watching, thanks for having me, Alex. All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it i'll see you next time if you'd like to find out more about me visit vitkin.net that's v-i-t-k-i-n.net thank you for listening to the show 
and see you next time.